1: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, Dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June. And of course, as always, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Peniman. Greg, what is
0: good, man? What's going on, people? Uh, man, I'm, I'm super excited for this Thursday Night Football. This is the best one we got, you know, as far as uh, the Giants. Yeah, 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 about to get the first in the division going against the Eagles. So uh, this is going to be an exciting matchup. Uh, maybe not for some people, but uh, for me, it definitely is.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please excuse my co host, Greg, here. This is clearly not the best matchup. It's just the one that he's <laughs> the most interested in. But not <clears throat> that being said, it is still very interesting nonetheless. Um, divisional divisional matchups are always interesting, especially when they have uh, first place divisional uh, divi- first place in the division on the line potentially, uh, even if the combined win total between the two teams is two uh, through through seven or through <laughs> six weeks. But that's neither here nor there. Um, what is here is the news, which we're about to jump into right now. And the the big news that hit today, uh, free agent wide receiver, Antonio Brown, he obviously, well, uh, if you, if you're not aware, he was suspended, um, last year, uh, for, I don't even remember what this one was. I think it was, this one was the, uh, what the, the moving truck that. The guy that came to he assaulted a guy that was moving stuff out of his home, or something like that. But anyway, he's suspended, he was suspended by the NFL, suspended for eight games. That suspension will be up shortly, uh, within the next 12 days or so, uh, as we record this on Wednesday night. And it was reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN that the Seahawks, among other teams, are interested. In signing the suspended free agent wide receiver Antonio Brown, all is not well in rosy though. Uh, the he is still po- it's still possible he sees suspension for a uh, for the uh, sexual misconduct uh, allegations that he had against him last year as well. So Greg, after all this, where are you at with Antonio Brown? Uh, it seems like he can. We can never escape this man. He can never escape us. He's always in our lives in uh, fantasy football.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if uh, it's it's a, always the most popular spectator of ad Probably in fantasy history right now. But he still hasn't played a game since that one Patriots game where he did kill and actually scored two touchdowns. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna let someone else add them. Add him. Um, and deal with that situation. I don't have the spots for it. You know, I'm too I'm too deep and too talented for my teams you know, to know to, to go go get him. So, uh, I mean, if you if you have the, the roster spot, if you really do, and you want to you know go at him, uh, you you could. But um, got to bank on him first, finding a team, then making it to the field, then playing and all that. It's a lot a lot of factors going on to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, my team is, is super talented, and uh, I had an IR spot. Um, Miles Sanders was ruled out, so I was able to move him to IR. So, around, right around the time that news came out, so I was able to make that speculative ad there and add Antonio Brown. And again, I'm not even full disclosure, transparent, 100% transparency. Like, I'm not even excited about the move. Like, I literally just added him because I was just like, well, you know, the Seahawks. And then I really thought about it, and I was like, Everything going on, man. I know you said your roster is talented and whatnot, but COVID is a thing. Injuries are happening. Uh, I can't use up roster spots on Antonio Brown, so I might just end up dumping him again. But whatever, man. Uh, Might try to trade him, though. Definitely will try to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if anyone's
0: willing to bite, of course, definitely. definitely, Yeah, yeah, just
1: dangle him around a little bit. Um, But the next news item that came out, was uh, Miami Dolphins have made a change at the quarterback position? They are benching veteran quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, not for his play, but uh, apparently for uh, uh, to fulfill their plan that they had, which was to put Tua in around the bye, uh, at the bye week. And so Miami is here at the bye week uh, through six games. They are uh, well through six weeks rather they're 3 and 3 or 4 and 2 what is Miami's record
0: uh they're 3 and 3 yeah 3 and three, 3 3 and 3, three. yeah
1: yep. 3 and 3 um you know with losses to Seattle, Buffalo, New England. So all teams that we we believe are, are good and Super Bowl contenders potentially mm-hmm. um they switched to the rookie uh first round pick number 3 number 5 overall pick five overall pick. Yeah, five was- overall pick. Cuz yeah, Jeff akuda went 3.
0: And then you guys went 4. four. 2 Oh, did yeah, we- no,
1: Yeah, you guys took Andrew Thomas at 4. Okay. Tua went 5, Herbert went 6. Yeah. So, uh Tua the fifth pick in the in the NFL draft, uh the rookie quarterback out of Alabama. Um he's he's going to get a start. So, Greg, where are you at with this uh you know, do you agree with this decision here? Do you, uh, you know, how do you feel about Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know, how are you excited for Tua? Like, I want to hear all of it.
0: Um, So, you know, definitely excited for the kid to see his opportunity. I was definitely a big Tua fan at Alabama uh, in his play. Uh, and, you know, him coming out the draft uh, until the, the likings of Joe Burrow came out of nowhere. Uh, I'm definitely interested and I'm not really sure... Why they went with this move? I mean, I guess it was in the plan, no matter what. Uh, so if they went six and zero, very interesting that they would have went <laughs> with <laughs> Tua. That's it's. I don't know, I'm. I'm. Fitzpatrick was playing pretty well, and the the Fitz tragic game never came. Um, I guess uh, it's better to leave the party thirty minutes early than leave the party thirty minutes late. So uh, I guess that was maybe the move they were going, and maybe like a a Bill Belichick move, get rid of them before you get bad. So. uh I, I probably would have left Fitzpatrick in. It's interesting um, to see well w- how it goes. I mean, I'm sure two is definitely going to be a good NFL player, but uh, it would have been nice to kind of see him maybe let Fitzpatrick ride. Uh, Fitzpatrick definitely was heartbroken as you in his comments today, so uh, you, you can tell he really you know wanted this and wanted to keep succeeding with the team because he he was rolling and uh, um, yeah, I mean. Tua will come in. I mean, I, I'm not sure how his fantasy prospects will be right away. Uh, his fantasy impact. I know if, you know, Fitzpatrick was a very popular uh, streaming option and he has some QB1 weeks in this offense. Uh, we'll see what, what Tua can do uh, right away. Uh, we'll see if he can have like that maybe uh, Justin Herbert impact right away. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah, um, I think, I, I don't know, we talked about this. I I've really come over the last uh, year or so to really, uh, really respect Brian Flores and really, uh, you know, the coach that he is, the talent, the talent evaluator that he is, um, you know, he, his team plays hard for him even when they were, you know, you know, winless and everyone thought they were tanking and in week 17 when they had nothing to play for and they're out here, um, you know, beating the new England Patriots who had everything to play for. I think that was a moment there where I, you know, I was like, well, you know, this guy, this guy is the real deal here. And so, um, for me it was just interesting to see, you know, obviously them make this decision. It was kind of shocking. Cause like you said, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing well. So why go to the rookie there? Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, this is a good situation that Tua is entering. It's not a situation where Tua is being come. He's coming in, being asked to be the savior. Uh, that you know, this team is playing well. This defense, especially, is playing well as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as you know, you know, upset about the move. You know, I'm excited for Tua. Uh, I would like to see Ryan Fitzpatrick get another chance. I know that's something that we had joked about him potentially, you know, moving to one of these NFC East teams and helping somebody close this gap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, rumors that, you know, he could (laughs) possibly get traded to uh, Dallas or I don't know. (laughs) Go ahead. Let him go back to the jets, yo. (laughs)
1: Oh man. (laughs) Nah, man. uh, I don't think he would want anything to do with that. Uh, I don't, Adam Gase, we would just all we would have at that point is
0: Fitz tragic. It would be fun to see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no one, no one can overcome the person that is Adam Gase. Uh, but it would be fun to see him on Dallas to fling it to the, all those receivers downfield. Oh, that that'd be so fun to watch. That would be so
1: much fun. Oh man. Um, interestingly enough, I think you know I, I had mentioned this earlier before, uh, especially at the beginning of the year. I gave Ryan Fitzpatrick six games in my projections. I mean, I think we talked about this. I was like, I think I'm. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick gets six games. Tua gets ten. Um, and so I don't really have. I wasn't really that high on Tua, I guess. But I also expected this team to be worse. So, uh, might be a little bit of a situation here where you know, obviously. You know, we get excited because we see Joe Burrow playing well, and then Herbert comes out, and it's like, Whoa, well, Herbert's playing even better than, 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 uh, you know, Joe Burrow was playing. And, you know, Greg, you had said it earlier today, you know, you remember letting Justin Herbert, because Justin Herbert went in our league for, you know, five dollars or six dollars of fab, and you said you're, you're gonna remember that forever. And that's the feeling I feel like people are gonna have with Tua. Like, if, if we don't get Tua, we're gonna miss out on the next Herbert. And that's yeah. how people felt when they didn't draft Burrow. Well, if I don't get Herbert, I'm gonna miss out on the la- on the next Burrow.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, the the, the six dollars it helps me forever. Um, I'm for definitely for super flex leagues. You gotta. Go and make that ad, especially if you had Tua. Um, even in, just for a speculative ad, I think Tua could be uh, something that have some some relevance in, in fantasy. Um, I mean, he's he's after Joe. I mean, Joe Burrow wasn't a thing before Tua. Like Tua was the guy coming out of college until Joe Burrow had his, his amazing year uh, and, and when Tua had the hip surgery. So this guy is very talented. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's going to have the confidence and, and going to have to you know make some plays. So uh, he has talent around him um, that helps. Uh, so he, he could have some some QB2 value right away.
1: Yeah, no, definitely super flex leagues. He's got some QB2 value. Um, you know, still... Still, uh, you know, there's still weapons on this team, man. I mean, yeah. Miles Gaskin, I think, is somebody that maybe gets leaned on a, a little bit more. Uh, the one thing is though, you have to ask yourself: Is does this? What does this do to Devontae Parker?
0: Is Devontae Bec- Parker healthy? I mean,
1: that would be my second question. My first question would be, you know, what does it do? Like because. A lot of Devontae Parker's production came off of Ryan Fitzpatrick just saying "Yolo," here yeah, you go, just chucking it, <laughs> just chucking it. Yeah, I so, mean this could
0: be uh, a little better for you know lower ADOT guys, Isaiah Ford maybe. Um, I mean, Mike Geseki. Yeah, Mike Geseki. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. Rookie we'll tight see. end narrative. Unless I mean, we
1: go to the all the tight ends,
0: all the other tight ends got involved last week though, so <laughs> it might be uh, interesting. Well, yeah. It, all right, there's a lot of unknowns now for who the what the target share will be. Uh all I know is the gas man is is the lock still for an RB two with some RB one upside. Yeah, man, I I definitely like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's
0: exactly what I'm thinking.
1: They lean on him a little bit more, especially. I mean, they move him around a lot. He he doesn't just play as a running back, he lines up as a receiver and runs and runs routes and he's used a lot in the screen game. Uh and, you know, two or at Alabama ran a lot of the RPOs that's what Chan Gailey the offensive coordinator that's what he's his offense is going to implement or you know they um uh, that's what he's been known for uh and so this this offense fits too perfectly in in that sense um and so yeah maybe maybe those slot receivers uh, maybe maybe I don't know um but you could also again speculating here like Jerry Judy was a guy that he he was really high on, or he targeted a lot. Um, I mean, Henry I'm Ruggs. not even gonna I'm not even gonna go down that route because I just thought about Henry Ruggs and Devontae yeah. Smith and all. That. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not even was, not even gonna go. It was loaded. It was so it loaded. was loaded. Yeah. So, um, all right, man. Let's let's jump into. Oh nope, not even one one more one more item. Joe Mixon DMP today with a foot. I only bring this up because it, it, he is one of the uh, higher. Uh, you know, higher-valued running backs in fantasy football right now, especially in a week like this with the bye weeks and injuries and things like that. Um, you know, so bringing him up as somebody to keep an eye on. Greg, are you nervous about Joe Mixon this week and his his potential availability?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is not the first time he got banged up in a game. Uh, and it affected him, and it's not the first time he's coming to a game with the injury tag. So, um, historically and just in general this year, uh, definitely got got to be scared. I mean, that's why you know I mentioned Gio Bernard in the waiver pod to make sure you know if you're the Joe Mixon owner, maybe to go. I mean, uh, managers, to go, maybe go get him uh, as a speculative ad uh, and someone that could possibly give you some flex value this week uh, if Joe Mixon is out. So, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely concerned. Um. Going against Cleveland this week uh, it's definitely you no know, um, no not not a very juicy matchup, but a, a decent matchup. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see. We gotta definitely keep an eye on that um, and keep keep Gio Bernard in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean Houston or Cleveland. I mean um, middle of the road against against running backs. Uh, you, you know they obviously had big performances, allowed big performances to uh, Dallas and. Uh, Pittsburgh, but, you know, Zeke, James Conner, positive positive game script, uh, rushing touchdowns, things of that nature. Um, But, you know, the Cincinnati team, they throw a ball a lot too. And Joe Mixon's been getting involved more as a receiver as well. So, um, you know, I don't really know. Maybe we're getting to the point where the matchup doesn't matter as much for him. I mean, he's got a 17% uh, target share over the last three games versus the first three games where he he was averaging a uh, 5% target share. So uh, targets are way up for Joe Mixon right now. Um, Maybe Giovanni Bernard is useful that way then. Oh, man, I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) <laughs>
0: um <laughs> I'm listening, you know, that DeAndre Washington, Mike Davis entry, you know, every time I bring it up, like a running back coming in that could just eat up targets, eat up touches that just they fall into points.
1: Hold on. Giovanni Bernard is not DeAndre Washington. He's not Mike Davis. I'm just going to say
0: that. He's much. <laughs> Those two guys much, are not. <laughs> DeAndre Washington is not even is he in the league and you're like on the roster. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Chiefs practice squad, I'm pretty sure. All right, I'm just saying, you know, he, <laughs> Giovanni Bernard is on the actual squad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I,
1: I get you. But, I mean, still, again, like I said last time, uh, a guy that still interests me, Travion Williams, he's, you know uh, – Second, second, or third year, and third year in the league, uh, young guy, twenty-four. Uh, you know, Giovanni Minor, I'm, am over here clowning on him like he's like he's really that old. He's over here younger than me, twenty-eight years old. So, uh, again. I just, just from what I've seen on the football field, man, that's really what it, what it is for me with Giovanni Bernard. It's just like the guy does not look good, and yeah, he'll get touches, yeah, he'll get volume, um, and that's great for fantasy football. And if you're desperate, then, then go ahead and, and sign him. It's just my teams are all in a better situation where I don't need a Giovanni Bernard. But if you need him, then go ahead, grab him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of these um, days you're gonna accept these uh backups to come in and do something, man. <laughs>
1: I look. I expect them. I. I mean. I. I take them. That's fine. Like right. Like it's. It, it, it. depends. Like Mike Davis. I just said I had to see it, and he showed it to me. Boom. Done. Right. Mike Davis had done. Mike. We've seen Mike Davis in Chicago. We see him in Seattle. We've seen him all over. He hadn't really done much. Much of anything. DeAndre Washington, same thing. Giovanni Bernard, he's got a he's got a long a long track record. My my feelings about Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard right now is just literally what I've seen on the field right now. when they get when in the beginning of the season when they were giving him touches as opposed to giving them Joe Mixon, and it tilted it made me tilt. So oh, that's yeah, why Joe, I have these feelings about Giovanni that plays Bernard.
0: With, with, G- with Joe Mixon is gonna look not as good as Joe Mixon, but if he's the one, then he'll get something.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and which is fine. I mean. You know, Joe Burrow, it's a good offense. Again, it's it's dirty. You got to do it. You'll do it. It's fine. Nothing You know, it's, it, all you got to do is, is score points and win. Oh, yeah. Right? Kind of like this Giants-Eagles matchup on Thursday Night Football that we're going to get into tonight. Because I don't even think we covered that as Thursday Night Football. It's a Thursday Night Preview. We're covering that. But before we even do that, we're going to get to the streams of the week. Uh... Speaking of down and dirty, you know these streams of the week, probably going to get a little dirty. So, Greg, your quarterback stream of the week, man, what do you got?
0: Oh, man, you know, I'm going here. I I saw him play this entire game against the Giants. I'm going to go Kyle Allen versus Dallas. Uh, First of all, any team playing Dallas is spotted 30 points right away. So right away, you're going to expect Kyle Allen and the Washington offense to do well. Uh, Scary Terry's uh, sneaky uh, start of the week potential right here. Um, So, you know, he threw for 280 yards, got 42 pass attempts ups last week. He should be close again to that number. Uh, He's going to get it to Gibson, McKissick, and Scary Terry. Um, Yeah, I I think this is a great matchup for Kyle Allen in a good spot here. Uh, Shouldn't kill you and should give you some good numbers. Uh, Start, I mean, stream Kyle Allen and uh, play him with confidence. Yeah, man, I really liked Kyle
1: Allen this week. I was going to stream him, potentially. But then I saw the fantasy community still sleeping on my man, Teddy Bridgewater. Man, 45% rostered in Yahoo! Leagues. Gets to go up against New Orleans. I know a couple weeks ago when I had Teddy in this spot, uh, I talked about positive regression in the the touchdown department for him. Well, once again, we're looking at passing yardage totals for quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater leads the NFL in expected touchdown differential. With negative 4.4 passing touchdowns. So what that means is basically based on the, his uh, passing yardage total to this point. Teddy Bridgewater should have thrown 4.4 more touchdowns than he's actually thrown. The Saints are a nice get right spot here. They've given up the fourth most fancy points to the quarterback position on the season. Uh, they've allowed 20 points to the, fan, to the quarterbacks uh, in every game this year. And uh, they're the only team to have done that. So yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, starting with confidence, man.
0: Oh yeah, Teddy Two Glove, you already know.
1: Yes, sir. Greg, your tight end start, your tight end stream of the week, man. What
0: do you got? Uh, I'm going with Darren Fells uh, going against Green Bay. I'm pretty much having confidence that uh, Jordan Incas isn't going to play. He was out again and uh, out of practice today with that concussion and the ankle issue. So uh, it's looking not looking good for him. Darren Fells though versus Green Bay, he's got two straight games with a touchdown. And at least 50 receiving yards. Uh, he had the second highest game total this weekend with against Green Bay this game, uh, Houston and Green Bay. Um, and so a high over under, high scoring game. He also had a season high in target share with 19% last week. Uh, they're looking to him. Uh, so they, they definitely want to use him, especially, you know, after, uh, Bill O'Brien's gone, they seem to be going to the tight end a little more. So definitely get Darren Fells. Uh, if you, if you're definitely struggling for a tight end, a lot of teams on not buy this week, uh, play him. Yeah
1: yeah man Darren fells he would be my top choice for a stream of the week but uh dalton Schultz he's just over our fifty percent mark uh fifty two percent rostered in, in yahoo leagues if he's available i would i would go with him uh gets to go up against washington uh they're not good against the tight end position he still saw five targets last week. i think he can still uh you know provide a nice floor in this in in this offense uh but my tight end stream of the week. Uh, he's actually currently just found out dealing with a neck injury, so that will be one thing to monitor. Uh, but Logan Thomas, I know it's tough out he's there. Back. We have four teams on by this week. And our, our rule of, of less than 50% rostered makes this really, really hard at tight end. So uh, I have to go with Logan Thomas here. He's he's still been on the field. He ran the third most routes at the position in Week 6. We know how bad this Dallas, this Dallas defense has been. They've allowed at least 10 half point PPR points in four of the last five games uh, against to the tight end position with one of those games being against Arizona who doesn't even have a tight end. Uh, I mean like they're legally not allowed to have one on the roster. It's against the rules. Uh, But Mm -hmm. Thomas had four targets last week and was able to catch a a touchdown. So maybe Kyle Allen, who's Greg, he's your stream of the week. Uh, Maybe he's the remedy we needed for Logan Thomas here uh, getting uh Dwayne Haskins out of the lineup
0: yeah we definitely kind of had uh Logan Thomas back on the radar when Kyle came in uh the first game wasn't so good but uh the bounce back came last week and hopefully it can continue because it's a talented guy you know and we've been bounding the drum on him early in the season but uh hopefully now the, the opportunity leads to production
1: yeah definitely man Greg your defensive stream of the week man what do you got
0: Oh, man, uh, this might be a great segue into the game. Got the Giants' defense going against Philly. Uh, three straight games with a fumble recovery. Two straight games with an interception as well. And two straight games with a defensive touchdown. This Giants' defense is rolling right now. It's the pride of the team. They're getting healthier. Uh, we know Wentz is very susceptible to throwing picks and fumbling the ball. This the divisional game. is going to be tough. Uh, I feel like they definitely get a turnover, and they hold it down against the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow night.
1: Well, that's interesting. My top stream of the week would be the
0: Philadelphia Eagles defense. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, prior to the recording, they were fifty; they were less than fifty percent roster. But uh, they their roster ship has gone up twenty two percent since yesterday, and that's because everyone's caught on to Daniel Jones and his fumbling issues, uh, which he's continued to do uh, to turn the ball over. So, uh, Philadelphia they'd be my top choice. Uh, if you can't get Philadelphia then my second choice would be the L.A. Chargers. Uh, They are just at 50% rostered, get to go up against Jacksonville. The Chargers are 7.5-point favorites at home. They are getting Melvin Ingram back, which should add more juice to the Chargers' pass rush. And that's just in time because Jacksonville's offensive line allowing the 12th highest sack rate. Uh, So, yeah, I like the Chargers' defense's special teams this week, man.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: All right, Greg, let's move on to this game, man. Um, <clears throat> we've got the 1-5 New York Giants traveling in Philadelphia to take on the 1-4-1 Philadelphia Eagles. This is a 44.5 point over-under. The Eagles are 4.5 point favorites. In terms of injuries, uh, the Giants are g- going to be without one of their safeties, Adrian Colbert, who's out with a shoulder uh, for Philadelphia. Eagles running back Miles Sanders he is out with a knee injury Uh, that's expected to keep him out potentially one to two weeks and then uh, Zach Ertz starting tight end is out with a high ankle sprain that's expected to keep him out three to four weeks and then Alshon Jeffrey he is out with a calf uh, and a foot Uh, so it seems like the Eagles are You know, Despite all their pass-catching issues, they are trying to keep Alshon Jeffrey out for as long as they possibly can. Um, But I'm taking the under here. I'm taking the Giants to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. But I'm going to take Philadelphia to win this game. Uh, Like I said earlier, these teams have a combined two wins through six games apiece. uh, Yet they're competing for first place in this division. It's almost as if the numbers don't matter. uh, But some numbers do. I do find interesting. Uh, Carson Wentz is the QB nine on the season. I know that sounds crazy, but he is the QB nine on the season, and he's actually the QB four over the last three weeks, and uh, you know with three top twelve performances on the year, and those those are that you know that three week span includes matchups with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, now the Giants have been eighth against the quarterback position, um, but this Eagles team, man, they win ugly. Uh, that's how they do it. that's how they get it done. um you know, they played they played you know, they almost came back against Baltimore in that second half. uh you know, only end up losing by two uh but you know again, they're four and a half point favorites here in this one. no Miles Sanders, so you know Carson wentz he'll have to be this Eagles offense in this one. He has averaged forty rushing yards per game since week three of quarterbacks to play at least three games during that span. He's third behind only Lamar and Kyler Murray. Uh, he, But he's also tied for first and rushing touchdowns with Kyler Murray at three. Basically, this is a long-winded way of saying Carson Wentz has been really good. He's running. He's second on his team in carries inside the 10-yard line behind Sanders, who again is uh, out. So, which And he's converted five of those carries into three touchdowns. Uh, so, yes, start him this week. Like, really start him this week. Um, you know, and then you ask, well, who's he throwing to? Well, he's got a new number one receiver. His name is Travis Fulgham. He's top 12 in target share percentage at the wide receiver position over the last three weeks. He's had at least 25% of the team targets in the last two games, seeing at least nine targets each of those two games. He scored in three straight games. Play this man, even in the tough matchup against James Bradbury. Uh, Boston Scott, totally in play here. You picked him up. Uh, It was was mostly because you needed him, so you're playing him. Uh, For the Giants... uh, Oh, sorry. Before that, Deshaun Deshaun Jackson—he's potentially playing in this game, but I—I I literally have zero interest in him. Uh, Greg Ward—he intrigues me here. You know, he did kill the Giants last year. I'm pretty sure he was my Week 17 start of the week. Uh, don't even know why we're here, Week 17. But mainly, that's for you guys. But uh, the Wrong Giants with have Scott been killing too. Boston Scott did kill as well. Uh, the Giants have been getting killed by the slot again. So, uh, in play for me as the wide receiver three and the flex. Uh, with a safe floor so uh on the Giants Devonte Freeman that's purely a volume play again it's rough out there so you're you're gonna have to uh, Darius Slayton is expected not to see Darius slay in this one which is good for him uh, and then there's Evan Ingram and let me preface this statement by saying I don't roster any Evan Ingram I have zero. So I don't know what it's been like to start him every week, but I do know he's a tight end, twenty-one. He's only had one top twelve performance. He's yet to score double-digit fantasy points. He scored nine or more in just two games. Uh, three of the three of the other four games, he scored four or less. I would give Evan Ingram one last chance here. Philadelphia given up the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. The only tight ends that they haven't given it up to were Drew Sample and Eric Ebron. So I would say let's find out what category Ingram is in after this game. Greg, what do you got?
0: Uh, I'm taking the under in this game. I'm taking the Giants to cover, and I'm taking the Giants to win. Uh, I do think this Giants defense uh, gets it done. You talk about Carson Wentz having to do a little more. That might have to put him in uh, unfavorable situations as far as turning the ball over. Um, but I think on the Eagles' side, you you can start him as a low and QB one. Uh, him playing hero ball will lead him to to get a lot of points and getting down the field. Uh, and uh, yeah, just just playing just pure Carson Wentz doing what he has to do without with, uh, without anybody on the field with him. Um, Boston Scott. Is a borderline RB two in this one flex for sure uh, in consideration, especially in the pass catching game. Uh, he definitely was with Greg Ward in killing the Giants last year, so I think he has some intrigue here uh, as the number one. Uh, Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward, I'm, I'm yeah, I agree with you there. Greg Ward definitely got the safe floor, got the flex in consideration. Travis Fulgham definitely with the higher upside because of his target share and his deep uh, deep target intrigue. Uh, we'll see a lot of Bradbury. I am. Very scared of Bradbury if I'm a receiver. Um, so, I mean, it, it would be very interesting to see. But, I mean, but there's not a lot of options, so he should get targeted still heavily here. Uh, I think um, maybe uh, Richard Rodgers, too, can have some intrigue. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, as far as being a tight end, you know, Carson Wentz still loves to throw the tight end. The Eagles do like to have the tight end have, and be involved. So he could also be have some stream value here if you're desperate uh, in need of a tight end. Um, on the Giants side, Daniel Jones is definitely, again, uh, QB2. He's in another uh, solid matchup. Why are match we talking up, about though. him? I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's because it's Sterling Shepard, really. If Sterling Shepard comes back, then we have something here. And also because of his po- positive t- touchdown regression <laughs> with his red zone. I, liter-
1: <laughs> I literally don't even think there's, any- there's like, zero reason to look at Daniel Jones outside of, like, two Super quarterbacks, flex. leagues. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for just a nice little stat though, if he is uh, top four in red zone attempts with only one passing touchdown, so if you want the hope, that's the hope for you. Uh, the people around him, Brady, uh, who has one above him, has uh, 12 touchdowns, and Stafford, who's one below him, has eight touchdowns. So, in red zone attempts, so maybe the positive touchdown regression is coming. Darius Slayton, he's a wide receiver too. Evan Ingram, I don't know why we're talking about him. <laughs> Because he hasn't done
1: anything. Because there's not day. 32 other quarterbacks, <laughs> 32 other you know tight ends that I could potentially start.
0: Yes, <laughs> he, he definitely has some upside with the with the matchup, but it's re- it's really tough for him. I, I mean, if I see him get another rushing carry, I'm going to go crazy. Uh, it reminds me of the Robert Woods situation when he was struggling getting red uh, getting rushing attempts. Um, but uh, Devontae Freeman, he's a borderline RB2 with volume. Uh, getting 17 carries a game, which is uh, pretty solid. Uh, hopefully, you're, you're hoping for the touchdown, really, uh, which he got a t- couple weeks ago, which made him finish as a, a solid RB2. But um, if he doesn't get that, he'll probably fall into a, a nice flex value. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much. It. I think the Giants will hold it down on the defensive end, and forcing Carson wants to play hero ball, which will lead to turnovers. Uh, you want to put this game in the jar? I'll put this game oh, in the jar. Yeah, sure, definitely for the division league. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I will to put it in the jar. Um. All right, Greg. I think I have a bold prediction. I'm trying. I'm really. I'm really. You know. I'm really trying to go back and forth here. I think I'm gonna throw two out there. Uh, two that I, I, you know, one's like bold, and the other one's like, oh, that's bold. Okay. Um. <laughs> let me stop hyping it up. Uh, Carson Wentz. You say he's gonna play hero ball. I do too. I think. The hero ball you're thinking of is different than the hero ball I'm thinking of. I think this results in a three-touchdown day for Carson Wentz. Uh, Some combination of through the air, on the ground. But I think, in total, Carson Wentz will have been responsible for putting three touchdowns on the board. The second one is, you know, watching these Eagles, man. Jalen Hurts has been getting involved more and more. And now you include the injury to Miles Sanders. I think they get a little funky here on Thursday Night Football. Uh, I'm... I don't know which one. I'm just saying I think one of these quarterbacks will catch a touchdown
0: pass in this game. Ooh, Taysom Hill light, Jalen Hurts. Right? I like that. Um, yeah, my bold prediction is, I mean, this is, this is bold because he only be. has one. Has Daniel Jones is it definitely going to gonna get two okay. passing touchdowns this week. Two passing okay. touchdowns. <laughs> Or two, I would give it two total touchdowns to make it a little easier for me, because uh, he could get that rushing touchdown too. Make it easier for him,
1: because he literally <laughs> has
0: <laughs> word one passing <laughs> touchdown a year. So if he gets one, that's already good. And then if he gets another, then hey man, that's bold enough. So are, are you
1: are you playing Daniel Jones, Greg? I have to ask you because I no, I I'm not. Need, I'm I not need, playing I mean, Daniel Jones. I'm not playing. Oh Daniel. man, I have. To, I mean, all right. Advise me then. It's right? a bold prediction. I, 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 <laughs> well, you said Superflex, so I'm sitting here. I have Superflex. I'm just asking a question, Superflex-related question. I've got Daniel Jones. I've got Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G going up against New England. Daniel Jones going up against mm. Philadelphia.
0: Mm. What do I do? Mm. That's so tough. Like You, can't, you can not get to it, yo?
1: <laughs> nah, man. He was picked up like two weeks ago.
0: Ah, smart, smart. Uh, you go get Kyle Allen. And that doesn't help me this week. He's <laughs> on bye. Go. Oh, oh, yeah, that does. Yo, go get Kyle Allen, yo.
1: <laughs> it's super flex, Greg. What do you think Kyle Allen is doing right now?
0: Oh man, this is that's so tough. I ah uh, think. Ah mm, uh, man, New England scares me a lot. New England scares me a lot, and I New England Jimmy off a of
1: loss scares me a lot.
0: That, too, and they, they don't need Jimmy G to do well t- for the 49ers to win. Like, they could just hand the ball off, get Debo involved. Maybe maybe he might get one of those touchdown passes on those, like, you know, those, uh those like, jet sweeps where they pass it ahead, but Jimmy G just, like, lobs it ahead, and then Debo Sammy runs in for a touchdown. That counts as a touchdown for a quarterback. So, I'm going to say Jimmy – I'm going to go with Jimmy G. Yeah,
1: that's kind of where I'm leaning right now, too, like, especially just – Slightly. I just – I'm like – I'm just looking at the situation, man, and it's like Kyle Shanahan versus Jason Garrett. That's not even a conversation for me, yeah, you know? Nah, like, no, take the not. quarterbacks out the equation. Um, But, you know, Daniel Jones, obviously, we we know his we have more rushing yards. We've, Daniel Jones will. We've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, of course. He will. But I don't want, like, you know, empty yardage. He passed for 112 passing yards
0: last week. Like, yeah. who does that? I know. I know. It's crazy. Like this is crazy. And they they get to I, the like, red zone. It's still crazy. They like they're there. Like they have opportunities to score. And so just,
1: I yeah I I just and he puts me in a bind next week because had Deshaun Watson on bye and I got to either start Daniel Jones against Tampa Bay or start somebody else in my in my super flex spot.
0: I really I really do think if Sterling Shepard plays that, bumps him over the edge though.
1: I I hope so, man. I really do. Yeah.
0: I really do. I think Sterling Shepard has I, that for, much of an impact for your, as a possession I, receiver.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm at this point. I'm hoping for your sanity at this point because <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't get better for him, I don't know what you'll do, Craig.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's, been, <laughs> it's been. It's been. It's been pretty bad. He's. He's uh yo, they should. I was talking to Matt. They were saying they should just make him a a running quarterback. You know, let's play to his (laughs) strengths.
1: Just commit to
0: it. Yo, that 90 yard run last week. Did you see that? Yo, the wheels on him, man. He's got. He's fast, man. They're just
1: dipping their toe in the water, man. They're just. They you just got to jump in. Just go all in with
0: it. Triple option, you know, like make him a little Lamar kind of. Yo, yeah, just just put it in, yo. Yeah, man. Um. All right, man. That's that's all
1: we got for Thursday night football. Um again, a short one tonight, but everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us tonight for our Thursday night preview and our streams of the week. Be sure to catch us tomorrow uh for games uh, game previews part 1, week 7 breakdown, spreads, totals, uh fantasy analysis. We we do all of it here. Um And then definitely going to want to come back the next day, the following day after that, for part two, as well as our our starts of the week. Um, But with that being said, everyone, have a good one. Uh, Be sure to please rate, review the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JRFootballNerd. And we are
0: out. Yaaaaaaww